Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Footcast 360, where we talk about football and all the stuff related to football. You know, it's been a long, long month for me and for all the guests here too, because we haven't done a podcast since September, I guess. So today we are back with the bang. We have SK Akash and Vaibhav here. We are going to be talking about their respective club's performance. Uh... in the in this october month so let me start with uh, vibo here so vibo to sum up the performance of october performance of united in the month of october so what's your thoughts um actually this is not the start uh, hello everyone and uh, again i would like to thank all of you for this opportunity so moving on to the topic uh, we as manchester united fans we expected this time uh first of all because of the transfers and the expectations was huge and uh, we are so called the title contenders uh, we were so called the title contenders before the uh, premier league started so for sum up what happened in the last uh, one month is that we actually lost a lot of points at home against villa and uh, everton like both were the games that we could have easily won um and next moving on with uh, in champions league it was the most dreadful performance we have ever had for the past like a uh, five months we played against villarreal and if it wasn't for ronaldo we would have like lost and and as i said before the in the first episode of the podcast i said that dehaya would be um, uh, the best player for the united this season and he has been like he has almost saved united every game uh, for example in atlanta he had, uh, he did a, a double save against leicester city he pulled off a, he pulled off many saves against leicester city um and against uh, everton and he was a man of the match against aston villa and everton too so it it shows us that how much dependent we are on um, our, our goalkeeper and uh, individual performances so to say and the starting lineup is something that ole can't get it right so far and also the tactics he can't get it because uh, as, as i said uh, against the leeds leeds match that is uh, united play a lot of long balls against uh, opponents and only long balls work out only against uh, when the play, when the team is uh, wide open in the defense like what happened in atlanta they are, they just play three at the back so long balls work at that uh, situation but it does not work every time ole does not understand this point and goes ahead with long balls every time so that is a bit frustrating without any tactics without proper coaching so it was a really dreadful month for us and uh, today it's against liverpool so nothing more to say here yeah i think today's one of the best days for a football fan you know best matches from all the leagues we have psg versus marseille we have liverpool versus united we have uh, the el clasico so we'll do a review on those games uh, that in the coming weeks so you know vibo we have akash here leicester city fan you know akash beat you guys 4-2 so i want to hear both of your opinions on this game first let me go with akash you know coming into this game i went into a couple of places where i was told to make my predictions and i thought somehow that we do comparatively well and better against the teams that are you know miles above us in terms of budget and in terms of history so i was pretty confident and optimistic that we can salvage something at least to draw out of this game i was even shameless to say that even a one nil win somehow dodgy penalty or vr decision against uh, i mean for us would do the magic 
and anyway the three points were crucial because we were trailing in 13th position in the league and a lot of the teams who shouldn't be above us were above us and they weren't playing so good but it hurt to see Leicester on the 13th position the unlucky 13th number and slowly the momentum picked up because the previous games in the month of September was atrocious for us because aside from winning against Millwall in a EFL Cup Carabao Cup game we we didn't make any stride because we drew either we lost and it was getting sort of repetitive to complain about the same mistakes that Brendan Rodgers was not able to cope up with but since the Manchester United game winning 4-2 at home against a team where Ronaldo has been nullified by Daniel Amarte it gives the whole squad a bit of reflection and a boost in their confidence in their morale and you saw that thing come out full fledged in the next game because even when spartak moscow was just leading in the europa league uh, just before the half time the score line was 2-0 in favor of spartak again brilliantly patson daka scores a stretch of four goals which is an astonishing and remarkable feat and you see that confidence slowly brimming up and uh, we are pretty confident against brentford uh, tonight I know it's going to be tough. It's not going to be a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, without that major confidence and the recent two victories that we got from United and Spartak Moscow, I don't think we would be half as confident as we are today, uh, facing Ivan Tony and his boys. Yeah, I think it was you know a great confidence booster on the side of Leicester City. You know they had a shaky start to the season. Even uh, even you know our group, I I told I think Brendan Rodgers will be sacked, but uh, you know I was an idiot there. They performed really well. You know Pats and Daka started scoring, and it's a great sign for Leicester. You know he's a great player from Salzburg. So, why were your thoughts on the four-two loss against Leicester? You know. Um, yes, actually, I'd like to point out mistakes made by Ole and what actually went wrong in that match. So, first thing is the lineup. I don't know which manager would pick a, a defender uh, who just trained for one day uh, and just put him into the starting eleven directly. Like, Maguire was injured. Uh, we all knew that he was injured and he wouldn't start. And Ole never believed. He was so stubborn that he would start Ole, uh, Maguire and he started. And I felt bad for Eric Bailly as it was his chance. And even uh, Eric Bailly was quicker. And in fact, we lost the match because of Maguire's mistakes. Uh, so, Maguire was so dreadful in that match. And uh, next thing to point out is the like uh, the substitutes he made. I don't understand why he bought in Lingard and uh, McTominay uh, for Greenwood and uh, Matic. Because I personally felt that it was a game where Van Dibby could have played better. But now no Manchester United fan is talking about Van Dibby as we know that uh, Ole hates Van de Beek uh, and he doesn't want to start him up. And uh, so it was a, uh, it would have been a better uh, performance by United if those two weren't uh, in because Lingard felt rusty and it was an international break and he played for England well and he came and I, I felt that he was a bit more uh, tired uh, for United and the third and the fourth goal were all considered because of uh, McTominay and Lingard. So I felt uh, I felt uh, really bad for that substitution. And next thing is the tactics. So if we look at the statistics of the match, we had 52% of possession. And we had only six shots on target. Whereas Leicester had 22 shots and 11 shots on target. With just 48% profession, uh, 
possession that showed how much uh, bad our uh, control of ball or passing or creation of chances like we have pogba bruno uh, sancho greenwood in our team but creation of chances is something that uh, we can still get a hang of like if we see uh, the first goal of greenwood it was a worldy where uh, uh, as usual greenwood gets selfish and takes a long shot but being selfish is uh, not something uh, bad uh, it sometimes it is good but sometimes it is not and the second goal was just a beautiful ball by lindelof as i said the long ball tactics that ole usually goes with and uh, rashford who was back from injury uh, took it well so nothing to complain about the main reason main reason why we lost was because of maguire's uh, fault and i would have hoped eric bailly to start uh, so that 4-2 loss showed us how uh, tactically inept ole is like if we uh, see uh, the number of shots or number of chances created to ronaldo were just three uh, and that was something that he created on his own so we need players um, uh, like we need some tactic who uh, uh, which works in a favor of our midfield which helps the striker to get more chances like for example what i mean to say is that after he went 2-0 down against atlanta um, the uh, luke shaw went to uh, a really good form and took an amazing cross so that type of chance creation is something that united really lack now and that must be uh, created only by uh, the midfield and the coaches must do um, their job in that they must help the players uh, to show how uh, tactically uh, move the ball forward and just create chances but our coaches are not really well in, uh, in order to do so and the the leicester city match showed why we couldn't create chances and uh, the last thing about the match was that dahia uh, was the man of the match even after conceding four goals showed how bad we were in defending also uh, while varan was there we could see that we really considered only two or three goals uh, maximum when varan played so like varan played like three to four matches and we considered only two goals two to three goals that is uh, that, that that's how much difference varan has on the team than playing maguire and lindelof so two slow center backs cannot hold back uh, the defense but varan uh, really improved the game of van bissaka also so losing varan was a really ba- uh, major blow for manchester united but people don't notice it much yes yeah i think you know everyone was hoping that varan could make a difference in the united's defense you know last season the the united's defense was terrible but you know the same happens now with varan even varan a world class player coming in so i will ask sk now you know sk had a great month october uh, winning all their games i think they yeah, are in premier league they won their games and you know in champions league too they won uh, they had a 4-0 win against malmo so sk uh, your thoughts to sum up october i think october was was really good uh, barring i mean one of the biggest problems chelsea had was the uh, the scars of the city loss i mean the way we lost the way city dominated us it, it didn't feel like a title uh, premier league winners versus a title contender it just felt like a top club versus a mid table club that's how much chelsea was outclassed and dominated by Pep Guardiola on that game, and that was, and that left a huge scar because it's something that's been happening with Lampard, with Sarri, and while we were the better team 
before this particular game against City, even winning the Champions League. But this was just a really bad performance from Chelsea. That, so that was a huge scar. The question was, can Tuchel lift the team up? We played as against Juventus. We lost, even though we were dominating in possession. And we saw there was a lack of creativity, the lack of movement. And the question started rising up. But the game against Malmo was brilliant. Uh, we lived up, lived up to the expectations. Brentford, we were dominating. But then last 20 minutes was like a huge question. I mean, just before the Malmo game, and Brentford was like attacking and attacking and all. And thanks to Mendy, who was like the Degea for us on that game, was amazing. The question was what's happening. I think the Malmo game just, just showed something that nothing is happening. It was just a probably a slight dip in form. And uh, we got back. And it's not just the way we won against Malmo. Like 4-0, fine, fantastic win. But it's also that 4-0 we won. We were dominating and we also kept the position. And we never let Malmo come back into the game. And the way we routed Norwich, I mean, like everybody kind of knew that Chelsea was going to win. However, Norwich had two clean sheets in the last two games. So the question was like, how do we win it? But when you win like such a huge margin, the races two questions about you know, Norwich, does they really deserve to be in the Premier League considering the way they're playing? Having said that, Chelsea was absolutely dominant. The Mason, the money Mace scored three goals. That's a hat-trick. I think that's a wonderful statement in itself. Callum is not finally getting a chance playing well. So, all the fears that we had after the City and Juventus games, which we were not desperate games. That's the best thing about these two games. It was not like a life-threatening or a club-threatening game. So we lost, but then we fought back. And the way we fought back, credits off to Tuchel for coaching the team, bringing up the belief back. And now we're sitting at the top of the league comfortably, waiting for either Manchester United or Liverpool to lose, or probably both of them get a draw. We're happy either way. Yeah, I think, you know, seeing Chelsea's form right now, I think they look like a title contender. You know, before the start of the season, we all know Chelsea will... Uh, will fight for the title, you know. But, you know, like Leicester, the Chelsea too had a slightly shaky start, you know, some draws. But the this game gives, this month gives a lot of momentum to them. And I am looking forward to see Chelsea, you know, dominate the league. So, SK, your last, last question for you. I think your next match is against Newcastle. So, your short uh you know, short views on the Newcastle takeover and your preview for that match. I think people have been speaking about Newcastle takeover and the kind of money these guys are going to bring. And this is football. You just can't bring in money and trophies. You need a coach. Like, I mean, everybody starts criticizing Chelsea for starting this trend. And I, and I completely agree. But what Roman did brilliantly was bring in Jose Mourinho. He was the reason why Chelsea is where it is today. It's, it's, not, it's not just the players that he bought, but it's Jose Mourinho. So the big question is, what kind of coach is Newcastle is going to bring? If it's Frank Lampard, I think it's fantastic. But I don't think Frank is ready yet to take a Newcastle as a title contender. He's, he's somewhere like an Ole and Arteta, who's a good man-manager, but tactically developing and still in his early years as a manager. If they bring in Antonio Conte, which I believe is not going to happen, then Newcastle will be a threat. But that's not going to happen. But they bring Fernska. I think that's what the thing is. It's going to take time. Uh, good for Newcastle, good for the fans, and good for Premier League because now we have probably another title contender among us. 
and that's fantastic news. And coming on to the match, actually, we have a Southampton match uh, day after tomorrow in the Carabao Cup. Um, that's going to be used to play those who have not had much game time. And I think Newcastle game is also should be something which Chelsea should be dominating and winning uh, on a comfortable ma- uh, margin, not because Newcastle is poor, because Chelsea should continue on the run to get those three points, continue to build on the lead because our next tough fixture comes in November 20th and that's against uh, Leicester City. After that, it is United. So by the time we get there, we should be comfortably sitting on the top of the league and looking at what others are doing as well because some of those big games, you never know what's going to happen. But we need to be really, really uh, sure that the upcoming games, we get all those three points. Yeah, you know, when when a team, you know, st- starts to play well, you know, they have to continue that so that the momentum will continue and they will play really well to get on the get to the top. You know, Chelsea is already on the top. No worries there. But today, it's going to be a great match against United versus Liverpool. So, Ibo, your thoughts on today's match? And United's next match is against Tottenham. So, which two is kind of a tight match? Why were your thoughts on the upcoming matches for yes, United? Um, yes, actually, the upcoming three games, uh, not three, uh, almost five games are really crucial for us. And today's game is the most crucial game. Because uh, if we lose today, uh, we are eight points behind Chelsea for the title uh, leaders. And if we win, and we'll be just one point clear of uh, Liverpool and two points uh, clear of HLG. So, we don't want to be in a position where we are eight points behind the leaders and we get to play against uh, Tottenham City, Arsenal uh, and Chelsea at a row. So, that would be a really bad uh, uh, impression. That will, the today's launch uh, will need a bad impression on the team and as well as the manager. So, it's a two-hour game, game for Ole uh, because today's game is in home and we know what happened in the last three home games. Uh, we were really bad uh, tactically and uh, today's game is the most important game. And again, I really think that uh, Ole will play McTominay and Fred uh, in the midfield uh, as uh, he doesn't uh, believe in uh, Pogba and Matic anymore. And uh, next thing uh, is that Bruno and Rashford like got a knock uh, yesterday. and like, like That's what Ole mentioned in his uh, press conference. I don't want them to start, actually. I don't want Rashford to start especially because he has just now come out from an, a surgery. And I don't want to go... Uh, uh, I don't want him to get another injury so soon. Uh, now. So, I'll give him more time to rest. Uh, I would give... I would like... If I was only, I would believe more on Sancho and I would play him in the right. Um, so, that's what I would do if I was uh, the manager. But today's game is very crucial because we don't know what will happen. And... Uh, as a United fan, I want United to win. But uh, personally, my heart says that United should lose so that Ole leaves the club. Has uh, I respect him as a manager and a player. Uh, he has done enough for the club to take us to this uh, level. But we need someone who can just win trophies, who is used to win trophies as uh, a manager to take over United. And uh, Varan is back. That's what um, Ole has said. And it will be really good if he starts. So, today's game uh, will be more focused on whether it is Ronaldo or Salah. That's the debate that has been happening uh, between the United and Liverpool fans. Uh, so, today is a good match to check whether uh, who's better. So, today it's a really important match. And uh, next thing I would like to mention is that uh, SK Sir actually mentioned about Ole being a man manager. 
uh, I really don't think uh, he is a good man manager because we saw the instances of uh, Pogba. He didn't sign a contract yet. Uh, his contract is running out, and uh, if he was a good man manager, he would play Pogba in the midfield and uh, yeah, let him know what his tactics is about. And uh, Donny Van de Beek, not to mention, um, I don't think uh, this epi- uh, against uh, Villarreal we. Uh, recorded an episode, but uh, I saw uh, Van de Beek getting frustrated over uh, Ole and uh, uh, his coaches and threw a, chi- a chewing gum on the uh, ground and that that really showed how bad uh, 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 Van de Beek felt for Fred coming over him. So, this today's match is just so crucial as I can't wait to see what will happen, whether it's going to be Ole uh, departing the club or not. But uh, due to many reports say that uh, uh, board is still backing Ole, but today is the game that decides whether they are really are or not. And it's a home game too. In front of um, uh, Old Trafford, 75,000 fans, Ole has to win this match. It's a must-win game. So, let's see. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do agree on the cases of Pogba as well as uh, Van Der Beek. And I probably I did not make my myself a little bit more clear. Uh, Ole knows how to keep the players happy whom he likes. And he has a certain set of players to his liking, and then he keeps them happy. They're they're happy to be around him. And in the case of uh, Pogba and Van de Beek, and that's where he's not a tactically astute guy. Uh, he is keeping Pogba happy, and that's why Pogba doesn't want to leave. You don't leave uh, hear any more comments of Mino Raiola saying that oh, Pogba is going to go. I think there's a good relationship there. That's what I mean. But not using Pogba, not using McTominay, not using Van de Beek. These are all tactical errors that. Ole is not understanding and the personal relationship with uh, Van Der Beek. And I think it's a very similar case of Zidane versus Gareth Bale. Of course, Gareth Bale was is still poor after those injuries. And this is what I mean. Like, if changes, I don't plan. And same thing was with... And... Similar case was with uh, Frank Lampard as well. So, yeah, uh, I agree to what Vaibhav said. Uh, not 100%. Uh, Ole is a man-manager, but then the players he likes, he knows how to maintain a good relationship with them. Oh, yes, sorry, sir. Sorry, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you for the <laughs> clarification. No worries. And uh, just to finish it off, I would like to say one thing. The, the most ridiculous thing of the past one month is the press conference. Uh, uh, answers by Ole. And uh, some uh, reporter asked Ole what was actually the reason why he picks Metfred over Matic and Pogba or Matic and Van Der Beek. And the reason he gave was the most uh, hilarious one to say. Uh, he said that uh, he quoted that uh, they have the energy, trust, and desire to play for Manchester United, and that's what he expects from them. So, as a Manchester United fan, I don't expect uh, energy, trust, and desire. Uh, uh, in players to play because I really um, expect the talent that Manchester United players have. Uh, United are known for their creative chances and United are known for bringing out very talented players, playing in a very uh, playing uh, players who are really talented in uh, both attack and defense, uh, so to say. But we have created many. Uh, in fact, our academy has a record of creating the most uh, talented players too. So I just don't believe how he expects players to have energy, trust, and desire. To start for Manchester United, and I don't see like they they are not uh, something that players uh, uh, should actually have. It's a quality that every player must possess within um, himself when he's playing for the Manchester United. 
but other than that he must have the talent like like it's talent uh, is the main thing that united must look after the talent and the creativity that he has in our game so i don't see the reason why ole uh, picks players just to, uh, to have energy trust and desire on the pitch and that's what i was asked even day before yesterday uh, to ole in his press conference against liverpool when asked about fred he said that he loves working with fred he has the energy and desire to uh, play for manchester united and that is what he expects from manchester united and the best part is that fred uh, surprisingly uh, came and uh, posted something or like gave an interview stating that he is practicing to play for a number 6 role and uh, i don't expect uh, uh, any manchester united player to pra- like learn a new uh, position to play at the age of 28 29 because that's not what manchester united is like if there is a number 6 to play played uh, matrich who is the number 6 who are like uh, he's been playing number 6 for the past 10 years uh, like con- uh, consecutively for both chelsea and manchester united now and uh, like that is what a, a number 6 must be like a number 6 should not be like uh, transformed uh, at the age of 28 and 29 and that's just something that united really are really bad about i think they must give um, uh, and uh, choice to buy a new uh, center defensive midfielder in january uh, that's what we must expect because we should not expect any player to learn a new position uh, and play it in the field that's all yeah i think you know personally i think pogba will stay you know he's a great player and he's a great great asset to the united squad uh, so let me ask akash here akash so your next match is against uh today it's against brentford and the next match is against arsenal you now arsenal are getting back to the track you know they have won their last game against aston villa in a great style 3-1 victory so how leicester city are prepared to face these games you know leicester won against united that gave a great confidence but you know the confidence must flow through the team and the great momentum should continue right so akash your thoughts on the upcoming games I would say, you know, Brendan Rodgers is a very pragmatic man, and he will come into this, into this both the fixtures with uh, the same mindset that he has been putting his team through. Counter attack, try to defend well. Defend, defending is our main Achilles heel, so we are bound to concede because if you consider the whole season, we have, you know, faced sixty more than sixteen shots per game. so you're bound to concede two or three goals are in every match and that's what has been problematic with us and we don't have a quick fix solution to that because johnny evans is not fully fit he is making the rounds he plays up to 70 minutes uh, and then you have to get yanik vestergaard on who is not gelling well with the team and the system so there is that drawback and uh, brentford and as well as arsenal are going to capitalize and punish as over those last 20 minutes and i think last 20 minutes is the place where we concede at least one goal which can dynamically change the match prior to what has happened before considering the game in hand today uh, we think i think that we are more than capable to salvage a point out uh, salvage at least a point out of this fixture i wouldn't go bold and say uh we can win every fixture at our hand because this is a momentum shift for us definitely but 
if the performance and winning streaks doesn't continue for much longer i i don't get that major boost in my confidence so i would say maybe a draw against brentford and a win against arsenal because again arsenal uh, is a team that jamie ward did as well against and uh, even as arsenal is rising and you know get, get, getting those crucial points that they need to be a, a bottom half table and slowly rise up from there um they would be hungry as well and uh, we would be hungry for the three points equally if not more so it will be very interesting to see how these teams fare against each other because arsenal has a relatively younger squad we have a relatively younger squad a lot of experience working there and a few magicians working here and there so i think it will be a fantastic game and brentford i am really skeptical about but let's see let's hope for the best yeah you know Jamie Vardy is back to his form, uh, leading the charts in the top scorer, I guess. So, you know, Vardy, you know, like you said, Vardy has done great against Arsenal. So, that's going to be a great match against, you know, uh, Leicester versus Arsenal. So, that's all for today, guys. I hope you guys, you know, uh, Thank you. Ha- had a great month. with your team uh, especially sk you know what a great month he had so that's all for today's episode and we'll meet soon in the next episode uh, until then it's bye from me and thank you guys for appearing on this on, the, on this episode goodbye goodbye thank you bye thank you balaji